Hello everyone and welcome to this very special bonus episode of The Therapeutic Rainbow and today is World Book Day and so I'm very excited to welcome Hannah Peckham who is the author of the new book Conquer the Chameleon. So welcome Hannah and thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So do you want to tell us a bit about who you are and your background? Um, okay, so I'm Hannah. I am a counsellor. Um, I've been working, I qualified in 2012. Um, I work with young people um, from the age to 11 to 18. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm also a voiceover artist, um, randomly. So uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of me. Okay, so uh, tell us a bit about Conquer and where his story came from. Um, I've always been a bit of a writer, um, just like poems and songs and, you know, in my tr troubled youth, I used to write all my heartbreaks down in, <laughs> in poems. Um, and I'd had a particularly uh, gruelling day at work. I was pregnant with my son. And just uh, I'd been seeing clients and just just a chameleon and and um, just popped into my head and it just kind of grew from there. It was just something that kept on niggling at me um, and wouldn't really go away. So the story just kind of wrote itself slowly in my he head. Yeah, so it's all about a co the chameleon that doesn't change colour, isn't it? So. I guess. So, um, so the story is about Conker, who's a chameleon, and he um, can't change his colour. And um, interestingly, in the natural world as well, uh, chameleons actually change their colour to express how they're feeling. Okay. Um, and I found this fact out, and I was like, "This is brilliant." Really? Um, I thought it was just to kind of hot no, protect themselves, really. No, yeah. It's a true fact. Um, they they can. They also. It's, it's not just that it is about camouflage as well, but it, they, yeah. they do in the natural world change their colour to show how they're feeling. Um, and I thought, well, this is brilliant. Um, wouldn't it be great if some of my clients could do that? And then I was thinking, well, what if it, if they couldn't do that? And how would that be? So that's how kind of um, Conquer came about. He can't change his colours and he goes on a journey to try and fit in. But on his journey works out that actually um, being the same as everyone else isn't always the best and being himself and learning to work with his difference is a lot more empowering and it was really important for me because I kind of grew up in an age where the fairy tale always had a happy ending and really? I suppose what the reader possibly would have liked is you know Conker then suddenly was able to change colour and everything was happy but his happily ever after was he got used to being himself Absolutely. And I think especially with all the work that we do with young people, that's really important for them to kind of be OK with themselves and find out that actually they don't need to fit in the crowd. And kind of I was only talking about it earlier about kind of school uniform and those schools that don't have school uniform. And actually that pressure that a child feels to fit in and kind of be the same as everybody else. So I think the message is amazing. And I've read it with my girls and they really liked it and wanted to kind of be like Conquer and especially uh, with the world right now and kind yeah. of mental health awareness for children I think and it came out didn't it in children's mental health week was that planned or yeah it, it was planned and that was the other thing I when I was writing Conquer I um got to 
the um, bit where it says, I noticed you look very sad there sitting by yourself, but talking about how you feel can help your mental health. And I was just about to not write mental health. And I thought, oh, can I write that in a children's book? And then I was like, oh my gosh, why am I questioning this? Why am I a counselor, like playing into that stigma that mental health is a bad word? Like, you know, I wouldn't think twice about writing, oh, you know, eating greens is good for you. Why yeah. is mentioning the word mental health a bad thing? So um, so that was, and I don't, I mean, I don't know if you know any books, but I don't know any books for y young people that actually, like for really young kind of people that, that yeah. introduce the word mental health no. and a, as it being kind of a positive thing, you know. Absolutely. And so that was, um, that was also a little bit of an epiphany, epiphany for me. Um, and so I, I thought, right, why am I questioning this? Okay, well, that means I've got to leave it in then. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, as you say, we kind of all the kind of therapeutic stories and stuff that I use, use mental health in a metaphor rather than actually saying those words and yeah. that actually this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And we talk all the time in the play therapy kind of profession about in schools, you're always learning about your physical health. You always have your eyesight checked. So why aren't we talking about mental health? Just well, kind of well, exactly, and that was that. That's what I learned when I was. I mean, my son's only two, but you know, the the we put so much pressure to kind of like, okay, you know, got to know the colours of the rainbow and the, and the noise noises that animals make. But actually, asking a child, okay, well, what makes you sad, or what what helps when you're sad, it isn't a question that really, um, that really comes about so I've actually started asking my son that and I think it's a I, I think it's a really positive thing for them to if you ask them that question they're going to have to think about it and they're going to start to identify that themselves but um if you don't ask them the question then they're not gonna have that little think are they absolutely and I think it's also about kind of noticing those feelings of children and I noticed that you're doing this because of this and again having that kind of dialogue and when yeah. like we talk in my house all about kind of the links of the feelings of the brain. And I remember speaking to my friends about it and they're like, but they're too young to understand what's going on in the brain. I was like, not if you make it kind of child friendly. And my yeah. one of my girl's favorite kind of quote at the moment is I remember everything because my hippocampus is really big. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But she's really proud of it and she's understood it and she's, yeah, so I think it should be part of the curriculum, mental health, understanding the brain, kind of finding out why yeah. feelings are happening and what's and going on in your body. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be a really scary, uh, scary, uh, horrible thing. That was the, the other thing with um, Conquer the Chameleon. I wanted um all the feelings to be acceptable I didn't want the kind of angry ones to be the baddies or or anything like that I, wa I wanted the feelings to be um you know they're just that they're just all feelings that 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 come up throughout certain times and that's okay but talking about those feelings and listening to each other and stopping that that's how um how you can kind of work through them so apart from obviously becoming and author and writing the book how's lockdown been for you um you know what I've I've been really lucky because I've got my son and I've got two dogs um 
and I've got a, a little garden so I could sit outside you know I have had days that I've climbed the walls and yeah. <laughs> felt like I was going absolutely crazy and spent the whole day in pajamas and uh, six o'clock realized it was time for a glass of wine but <laughs> no, no usually usually it's been it's 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 been all right I mean it's 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 been so tough and so much tougher for others yeah um, but it will be so nice to just be able to kind of get out and give my friends a squeeze and um you know go go to soft play with my son rather than the mud baths that are the parks at the moment yeah absolutely and if you found having a young son he'd notice he'd been affected by it because yeah um I I noticed after the first lot so the first lockdown I really noticed he was just because he doesn't go to nursery yeah. um starting actually in about a few months time um he he'd got really used to me I I'd moved in with my mum to make sure she was kind of all right yeah and I want her to be on her own so we kind of did a bit of a house swap I moved in with my mum with my son and one dog and my husband stayed here with the other <laughs> dog um bless him and the cat um, <laughs> um and um uh oh what was I saying um did I did I notice yeah and well I noticed that he he was really used to adults but really not used to children yeah um and I think now it's definitely time he really does need to get to nursery to get some more interaction although we are allowed to see his friends in parks yeah um I, I'm I'm hoping he's come out pretty unscathed but you know I yeah I, and have you noticed I guess you're working with teenagers sorry that's all right can you can you still hear me I, I can still I, hear you yeah okay yeah go on sorry yeah I was just saying I'm obviously you're working with teenagers and I'm more the kind of primary age but have you noticed kind of mental health with them in lockdown has increased or has your kind of client load changed um sorry can you just repeat that just because I was um yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't see you anymore but go, go, go on tell me what no you're... that's fine I was just saying um obviously you're working with teenagers and I'm obviously more the primary age but yes. have you noticed more in lockdown that mental health has increased have you noticed a difference in your client load or uh, I think yeah it's, it's been it's been it, it has been different um recently you know we're now starting to um work towards young people going back to schools i was expecting a lot of them to be really excited about that that and a lot of them um are feeling quite anxious about that some of them some of for some of them homeschooling's really suited them yeah um so i think it's 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 really difficult to say um you know for some of the people that i was counseling for instance with anxiety or um maybe, maybe suffered bullying that they they they've been enjoying being off school but yeah, i know absolutely. for others so yeah i think it's i think it's a mixed it's a mixed bag for people isn't it and do you think that will continue kind of going forward with anxiety levels do you think they've increased or what do you think we'll see kind of in the future with this and the impacts of covid really Oh my goodness. Um I I just don't I just don't know. No. No. I mean mental health was in crisis beforehand, wasn't yeah. it? So um and you know I I was I was hoping that maybe um 
maybe this has highlighted the importance of mental health and self-care and mental well-being but actually by um, recent news with like government cuts to certain services that I work closely with I, I don't know if that's if that's the case so I don't know. Yeah I think it's a real worry I think I know for my work it's like I really hope that the funding is going to be there and schools are going to see the benefit of it because I think you'll notice especially with those younger children that haven't had that kind of contact with people they might be I mean my girls have just started school so they just started building those relationships when they were taken away and they're lucky that I mean that they've got each other so they've always had someone to play with but I just worry about kind of those single children that just started kind of building that routine building that separation from parents and what that's going to do to them mm, yeah yeah and hopefully um I suppose we'll just all have to kind of navigate it together won't we hopefully it, it, from what I've heard you know a lot of teachers and, and schools are being really kind of um helpful and aware of that so so let let's just um yeah yeah and the back of the book doesn't it have some activities for parents to do with children is that the idea behind them yeah I um going back to what I was saying about um about just just getting children to identify kind of what helps them when they're sad what helps them when they're cross what helps them relax who yeah who they're friends are who their trusted adults are um I, I just I noticed at the age of 11 often that you know a lot of the time is spent just getting them to kind of identify things really simple things like that yeah um, so if we get young children to do that a little bit sooner that you know that it will become like second nature um yeah, and also the, yeah there's a self-care scavenger hunt and um yeah, I've just really noticed. I mean, I, I, I've been terrible at self-care in the past. And um, I think that was the one of the things I really had to implement very strongly in lockdown for myself. Um, that, that's just getting out in nature and taking time for myself. And um, yeah, all of that good yeah, stuff. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and, and so and therefore modeling that and blueprinting that for, for young people um, has got to be a good thing I think yeah I, I mean I yeah definitely I talk in a few of the earlier episodes of the podcast of that kind of mum guilt or parent guilt about self-care and actually it's not you don't need to feel guilty about going out like for me I need to go out for a run to be a happier person so I know that I need that in order to be that better parent but I think I know so many people that kind of feel selfish for putting in that self-care and I'm really trying to change that stigma again about not only the stigma about mental health but the stigma about self-care and that it's not selfish to need yeah. to have some time alone. Yeah I think that's a really difficult thing to um to to be able to to kind of um take for yourself isn't it but I'm I'm learning it's a work in progress isn't it oh absolutely um, yeah there's, you know there's that yeah I, I still get massive amounts of of, of mum guilt definitely I, think we, I mean def I'm not perfect about it at all but I think I know sometimes when I need to have that yeah. time away and that actually yeah. I can feel my tank kind of getting lower and lower 
yeah i need to yeah. recharge yeah it's so true isn't it they say you know that you have to put the oxygen oxygen mask on on the children um when they're on the airplane first so you can then get no you have to put it on yourself first before you yeah. put it on your children and it's such a it's a powerful image thinking about that isn't it um definitely uh and and that's all acceptable but but what then when it comes to every day like i try and kind of hold that in my head a little bit and again it's about as you say modeling to your son for me modeling to the girls that actually why we're doing that and that mummy needs time on her own just like you as children need time on your own and that's okay and sometimes when mummy's feeling a bit stressed a run makes her feel better and kind of showing them again linking it to the mental health and kind of why we do it and notice the feelings with them as well yeah yeah so I guess thinking about that has Conquer got any more adventures coming up or are you thinking about any other books to do with oh, mental yeah. health I am um I have literally um been beavering away this week talking of mum guilt because I have been feeling guilty because poor Bodhi wants to uh, you know me to play with him 24 7 because he's had me 24 7 over yeah. lockdown um so I've been trying to carve out some time and I have been writing um some well another adventure with conquer um amazing. I to definitely get the same illustrator which is amazing because she's just gorgeous and wonderful and really talented stephanie jane and um so i've definitely got her and i'm hoping it'll be out by the end of the year but amazing. Um, i'm currently having that kind of um internal like oh no because because i'm so I, you know, I love Conker so much. I just want to make sure that he's going on the right journey with the right people for, yeah, his, next, um, for his next steps. Yeah, and he has become that kind of character that hopefully will become as big as like the Gruffalo and things. And you've got um, toys and things that you can buy of him. Is that right? Uh, not at the moment, but that's, okay. that's also something I'm I'm looking into. So yeah, we've got big plans for Conquer. Um, hopefully, some really exciting news about Con Conquer coming next week as well. Um, but yeah, it's he's a bit of a work in progress at the moment. But I think that's what I like about his character because that's what we want children to know they are. Is that you don't need to be perfect. You are always working on yourself and always finding who you are and what adventure you want to go next. It's like that whole message that I think you're trying to portray with him mm, yeah that he doesn't yeah. need to be this perfect character no he can be perfectly imperfect absolutely so obviously you can buy conquer the chameleon from amazon and all bookshops and where can people find out about you and your journey and um okay so i am very active on instagram h dot j dot peckham um oh my gosh i've got a twitter page but i just i just i have no clue like it just I, that's my next that's my next personal journey that i've <laughs> yeah, i don't understand twitter either um and instagram is just really nice everyone's really kind and nice and fluffy yeah. on instagram so maybe i'll just stay there for a little bit longer um and i'm with blue falcon publishing so um that, that my, my books uh on their website and yeah, you can get it um, on uh, at Amazon and uh, most uh, bookshops. Brilliant. So we end each podcast with me asking everybody, 
if you had a pot of gold at the end of your rainbow, what would yours be filled with? So what would your pot of gold be filled with? Oh my God, it's really hard. Um, probably uh, my son and puppies and a bottle of wine. I mean, three things. <laughs> absolutely, that sounds like a very nice pot of gold. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on and for talking to us and sharing the message of Conquer the Chameleon. And I look forward to speaking to you soon and take yeah. care everyone. And thank you for listening to our bonus episode. Bye-bye for now.